This week on Transmissions from the Dark Side, it's Creep Show, Part 3, Surf's Up, Dude! Enter if you dare. I forgot that part. Enter if you dare. Keep entering. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we have successfully watched every episode of Seminoles' 80s horror anthology television show. Seminoles? Sure. Sentinels? Good. Oh, get ready, X-Men. The Sentinels are coming. Pew, 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 pew. Oh, Cyclops. Protect Jean Grey. Exterminate. Oh, is that Dalek? Oh, we're off to the races already. Welcome to the show. If this is your first time listening, you are in part three of our review of Creep Show. Uh, Creep Show is one of the movies that begat Tales from the Dark Side, the show that we watched all of every <laughs> single episode. Uh, this is the, like I said, the third episode with me at the table. I am Matt Noss, and we have my two favorite people in the whole wide world, Jen Hansen and Matt Rose. Yay! How are you guys doing? Doing so good, right. man. I'm excited. I think we're going to be able to put Creep Show to bed this evening. Yes. Uh, but boy, it has been so much fun to talk about this movie. It's a great movie. And I, I forget how great it is. And then we watched it. And then I remembered. The uh, end. <laughs> Jen Hansen, age five. <laughs> <laughs> Movies. They connect people. Uh, this evening... Is no exception. Is no exception. We're talking about the crate. Yay! Jen, hit us up with the sweet deets about All the crate. All right, just got a few sweet deets about the crate. Uh, this is, again, from Creep Show, 1982, uh, written by Stephen King, directed by George A. Romero. This episode stars Hal Holbrook as Henry, Fritz Weaver as Dexter, Adrian Barbeau as Wilma, Robert Harper as Charlie, Don Kiefer as Mike the Janitor, and Daryl, uh, Daryl Fanucci played Fluffy in an uncredited role. Fluffy <laughs> is the monster in the crate. Which was stupendous. Oh, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, man lives near a university. With some stairs. And a yard party. But. There is. Under the stairs, a monster that eats a harpy shrew of a wife. And also brightly lit. <laughs> the dark side. <laughs> the dark side. Uh, the door to the creep show becomes a ghost panel. <laughs> when I saw this, I didn't know what to expect. I was like, the crate. Okay. And then it kind of opens up a Mike the janitor. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mike the janitor is doing his janitorial duties. And when he drops a coin, he says fuck a diddle. Don't don't <laughs> gloss over that. He says fuck a diddle. That is that's some classic Stephen King right there. Mm-hmm. Stephen King has very like goofy ass swears in his uh, mm-hmm. in his stories too. Yep. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, we we are in this college. He's about to drop some dimes. And we cut to the drunken, horny ladies of Creepshow. <laughs> uh, Adrian Barbeau? Mm-hmm. Yes. Is a sex pot. And she's a big drinker, and she's not going to be not talking coarse in front of the etiquette police. Boobs, boobs, and tit, honey. Honk, honk. I wrote, and her name is Billy. Yes. yes Billy. And I wrote, Billy is DTF and loud AF. (laughs) (laughs) I just wrote, Billy is coarse. (laughs) I wrote that she's the original this bitch. Mm. Mm. It's interesting because at first I thought she was going to be the femme fatale. Okay. And then it became obvious once she started henpecking her Mm -hmm. husband that she was Mm -hmm. the this bitch. Mm -hmm. I also wrote, though, that she's a lot more fun than Stanley. Henry. Oh, I'm sorry, I wrote that she's a lot more fun than Starchy. Oh, <laughs> oh, never mind. I made a really bad joke. 
I wrote starch, starchy and futz. <laughs> nope, let's unpack that. Yeah. <laughs> which one's starchy and which one's futz? Uh, I would say that probably Henry is futz. Okay. Who? Is, but it is Henry and Stanley, right? It is mm-hmm. Henry and Dexter. Dexter. Oh. Yes. Dexter. Stanley does not appear in the film. Well... Well, I'm just going to cut all those Stanley references. Oh, please add more. <laughs> Stanley Tucci Guys, I wonder should've. what Stanley was doing during all of this. Stanley Tucci <laughs> should have been in this. Should have been, didn't um, uh, Most of the interior and exterior shots uh, for the university stuff were filmed at Carnegie Mellon, which is where uh, Romero uh, went to school. Went to school. Mm-hmm. And the backyard party was filmed in Romero's own, own backyard. backyard. Then why didn't you say it, Matt? <laughs> I've read the same thing. <laughs> Jesus. It's Professor Henry Stanley. Oh, that's where the Stanley came from. All right. Okay. There we go. Boy, okay. oh boy. Oh, it's getting tense already. It's getting tense in the basement. <laughs> well, don't worry, because Dexter is on the porch with a co-ed, mm-hmm. and it made me write some pussy for daddy. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. oh, that should make you unwrite that. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I, am, I am DB. I am DB. Oh, I've come for your bad jokes. <laughs> I'm DB. I did not know that you were a monitor of bad jokes. <laughs> oh. I am the realm between living and the dead and also production credits just like carrot top's career oh i am the warden of the north i am db i am db oh all right okay well dexter is macking on a co-ed oh for sure oh it's gross it is gross it's way gross but uh professor henry gets the call from mike the janitor Mm -hmm. and he's like yo professor (laughs) yo yo (laughs) <laughs> that is exactly how I imagined my new crate. Talking. Who dis? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that really tickled you. I'm glad. Oh, this crate's on fleek. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this crate is old, Professor Stanley. 1834 Arctic Exposition. Exposition. <laughs> <laughs> You see, the Arctic is cold. Did I mention that my CO2 alarm <laughs> went off last week? <laughs> Anybody else getting dizzy and tired? Your, your carbon dioxide alarm went off? CO2. CO2. CO, carbon CO. monoxide. Yeah. CO is carbon monoxide. Yeah. yeah. It's so, it was so bad in here, my CO2 went off as well. <laughs> While my CO was going off. Matt, get some plants in here. <laughs> All I know is that we could have been murdered. Yes. The multiple murderer. Multiple murder, but the house. The house murdered it. Now, all of a sudden. <laughs> This is the most confusing recap yep. we've ever done. Yep. Here's all you need to know what's happened so far. A janitor found a crate. Check. The professor of whom he was going to call is at a party. Check. And his shrew wife is making everybody in the... No, his, his friend's shrew wife. Yes. Wait, wait. Professor Henry Stanley... Hal, Hal Holbrook. Why did they give him two first names? I don't Wait a know. minute. That, that's upsetting me. I don't it like, is. Yeah, I don't, I don't like, like it either. I don't like yeah. it. It's like Bill George. Like, yeah. That's not a name. Don't yeah. It is his wife is Adrian Barbeau. No. Hal Holbrook's wife is Adrian Barbeau, but he's not the professor that got called. Yeah. Fritz Weaver is the Fritz one that Weaver gets called. Fritz Weaver is the one who gets called. I See, I thought it was the other way around. No, mm-hmm. no. Fritz Weaver. No, because oh, then Fritz shit. Weaver goes and does all the stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Ah. Hell Holbrook is the one who comes up with the plan. Yeah. Okay. So Fritz Weaver gets the call to come check this out. And then we have a flashback of Hell Holbrook straight up murdering his wife. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah he's, he's daydreaming because she's sitting there and she's, she's t- I don't know, telling everybody how gassy he gets or something. About his and little he, cock. Or- yeah. Some, something like that. Yeah. Tiny and, lean. Yeah. Um, and then he just it's goes. It's like a lima bean down Wilma? there. Shut up! And he pulls out a gun and he shoots her in the head. And then everyone applauds, applauds. at the party. Which yes. I wrote down murder for applause. Yes. Now, Dexter leaves the party and goes to, to the, the university. Mm-hmm. And he meets with Mike. And uh, that's when Mike shows him the crate. 
and uh, they make a point to show us how dusty the crate is. This is it. I mean, if we're playing a little game called How Dusty Your Crate, <laughs> this crate wins. Oh. This is... Look, I'm going to be real honest. How dusty your crate? My crate's been a little dusty at times, guys. <laughs> I've had a dusty crate. Yeah. You know, you go through some dry spells. That thing sits in the back under a staircase for a while. <laughs> but you got to blow that thing off every once in a while. This crate, I, God knows the last time it was blown off. How dusty this crate? All this, the dusty. This crate. All the dusty. This crate, all the dusty. <laughs> Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we've watched every episode of Seminal. <laughs> oh, God, no. He's starting over. He's just taking it from the top. Taking it from the top. Anthology. from the top. Okay, we're getting there. We're doing something. <laughs> um, they, uh, they are building tension before they open this crate. Yes. There is a lot of like shifting inside of the crate. Mm-hmm. They're like, what's shifting? What's happening in the that crate? That seems weird because nothing could be alive in here, obviously. Look at all this dust. And 1834 is on this box. Yeah. And even if this is an old timey episode, and by episode I mean chapter. Uh... Sorry, I just went away for a second. Uh <laughs> Welcome to Transmissions <laughs> from the Dark Side, where we're watching every episode of Every single Amazon. Of every Amazon review of seminal horror moves. All right, Creep, we got our we creepy gotta... show. Oh, creepers. If you, if you ain't seen the creeps, then we got a night full of them. Here hey, do you like being scared? Oh, boo! Boo! Th- there it's you time are. For scares and chairs. Jump, jump scares. Oh, look behind you! It's the nun. Oh, yeah, hee haw, hee haw! She a donkey now. Yeah. Next movie, Plumhouse, the donk. It'll scare your hee haws off. Rated R. <laughs> Rated R. Not for kids. Not for kids. Hey, kids, like you get scared? This movie's called Scary Clown. But don't even think about it. Because it's rated R. <laughs> ring, 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 ring. Who's Hello? On, who's, Hello? The who's there? Hey, you should check on the milk in the fridge. Oh, no, it's expired. Oh. You got me good. <laughs> the call is coming from inside the milk. <laughs> it's when a stranger calls about your milk. Rated R. Kids, don't look at it. <laughs> Only in theaters 30 years ago. Who is that? It's a guy who can't sing. I'll tell you that. For nothing. It's the crooner. (laughs) It's the crooner. Here to kill you with his cha-cha-cha-ha-ha-has. Rat pack. More like brat pack. Here we are in the woods. What is this singer doing with this candelabra? Hey, who got that microphone for? Maybe at a store. Ring, ring. It's me, the doll. (laughs) From this country, Annabelle. I'm just calling you on a little phone. <laughs> I'd hold it up to my doll face, even though I never talk. Ha 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 ha. That's a joke I told. I'm the comedian. Anyway, um, okay. well, enjoy your tuna sandwich. Yeah, see you in two dollars. <laughs> oh, it's good we got the commercials in right away. <laughs> the carbon time. monoxide is murdering us. The gas leak. It is. Is back. It is solid somehow. It's gone from gas to solid. <laughs> we are wading through CO. All right. Care of murder. Care of murder. A package. No one. All right. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> they open this crate. Well, I I like the way that it took them. They took their time opening the crate. Yes. Where they showed, you know, basically each nail mm-hmm. coming out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know they're they're prying it open with a crowbar, and as soon as they open it, what do we get? I okay. Red lights number one. Mm-hmm. So the effect is insane mm-hmm. because we get. I wrote down Wolfman. Mm-hmm. Red lights. Big teeth. Well, so they open the crate and we get chirp, 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 which was kind of weird. You're not expecting birds in there. There was chirping? Yeah, there was chirping. It chirps. I don't remember that. It chirps? It chirped. And that's when you see um, it it cuts to the eyes. Yes. And um, then it reaches out 
and it grabs the janitor, and I think it claws his throat. Yes. It like and pulls well, him. It, it it holds him there for an, an a long time mm-hmm. because it keeps going back to Fritz Weaver, who's like, ha ha, mm-hmm. and then uh, Mike the janitor is like, ha ha. Yeah. And, but his arm is just the only thing that's in the crate. Yes. There is, and it takes a while. Yeah, it, it had it had pulled him up, and I think maybe it bit him or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, because it was still with that red cell, mm-hmm. um, it was really hard to tell if that was blood running down his leg or pee. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then he starts to uh, he starts to eat him, and that's when Fritz Weaver runs out and acts a fool when he runs into a great uh, the grad student, mm-hmm. and he's he keeps. Saying, you know, I mean, he's just not even, he's speaking like me right now. He's not making any sense. <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, uh, the monkey. Blood blood everywhere. Blood. Uh, janitor. Arm. Now, can I mention that this Pass. this grad student is doing the Pepsi-Cola strut? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, you can. <laughs> this grad student has a Pepsi glass, like an old school yeah. Pepsi glass in his hand. And he ain't not a care in the world. He's yeah. I mean, he's probably he's chewing Pepsi a little. Free. Yeah, big red. Also, that big red freshness uh, runs right through you. Yeah. So say goodbye a little longer. Yeah. Make it last a little longer. Make your breath long lasting freshness, freshness with, with big, big red. red. Rated R. <laughs> Don't bring the kids when you put this stick in your mouth. You're never getting it back the same way. Big red. It's a spike that is red and it's in your tongue. Congratulations, you're, you're one of those kids that everybody thinks can do fellatio well now. <laughs> you know how everybody thinks those kids, there's that one. Yeah, you know it, right it off. Right it off, Tud Stung, Tud Stung. Hello, my name is Tud Stung. I believe you have a letter for me. How do you spell that? I don't know. Uh, did the band Arctic Monkeys get their name from this? That's that's what I believe. Okay, that's awesome. I, I didn't double. I didn't verify it. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure. Okay, because there's no Arctic Monkeys except for this movie. Yeah, so. interesting. Now, okay, he, so we're talking about the Pepsi Strut student. The Pepsi Strut student is like, fine, I'll go with you. But he thinks he's been off on a hell of a toot. Yeah. <laughs> Again, that is some classic Stephen King. So how does the crate get back? The monkey pushes it. Under the stairs. The monkey pushes it. The monkey it. pushed it back under there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now the crate is back. I mean, back. he's been there for, what, like almost 150 years. He's used to that stairway. He wants to go back. Has he, do you think he's ever been out of this crate before? That's a good question. I since I didn't read the short story, I I, I don't know if King went into it. Because I imagine the short story was about four hundred pages. Yeah, really. <laughs> Wait until the unabridged comes out. <laughs> now this monkey. <laughs> um. Okay. He the the graduate student grabs a wrench. Mm-hmm. Oh geez, does he? He grabs a wrench, and he clocks the Arctic monkey. Oh, it was uh, a flashlight, I think. Okay. Well, he gets clocked on the head. I thought it was a wrench. And I wrote, the wrench, it does nothing. <laughs> Discard. <laughs> Jill. Don't open that door. There's an Arctic monkey in that box. You were almost a monkey sandwich. <laughs> Barry, please <laughs> kill the Arctic monkey. Uh, so, so the, now the graduate student's dead. Yeah, you just see a bloody shoe, right? Yeah, and and Fritz Weaver's like, I ain't sticking around for murder. Yeah. So, <laughs> see you guys later. So I I wanted to comment on the great bite and slash that happens during this. There was some yeah. great makeup. Yeah. Uh, and the monkey drags him back into the crate. Um. And that's when he goes to his friend's house, shows up for chess uh, with a bloody shoe uh, and confesses to him everything that happened. Um, Hal Holbrook pours him a drink uh, (laughs) and slips him a Mickey. Mm -hmm. Fritz is out. 
for the count, he goes back to the university. He he writes Wilma a note. Yes, he write, he write, we don't see what the note is. No, but you see. He just writes the note and then he drives to the university. He cleans up the whole scene with the precision of a CSI team, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's at this point that I wrote down, nobody else at this school? Mm-hmm. Uh, they, I think they actually mentioned that the this was during a break. Yes. Like summer break or something like well, that. So there weren't that many people. I guess Mike the janitor is dead. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was probably his building to take care of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, they actually mentioned earlier the reason why he had the, the quarter is because he was going to flip on what he was going to do first. Uh, wax the floors or do whatever, you know. Waxing the floors takes a long time in a in a university building that big. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, well, I, I retract my uh, my. I think it might be time to go to a commercial. Sure. Yeah. We'll be back with more transmissions before Wilma gets home. Yeah. No little cinnamon gum freshens breath longer than Big Red. So kiss a little longer, stay close a little longer, hold tight a little longer. Every word burned into my brain. <laughs> While you chew it. All right. And we're back. Wilma gets home and sees the note and is reading it like it is it is a uh, some pulp fiction. She is just she is pouring over this because Henry is spinning a story that Dex Dexter attacked a woman and Wilma, could you come here, a please? Student, a young yes, student. a young student. Uh, I think Dex needs a firm hand, and uh, you know I just can't do it because I'm just I'm just a cuck. So uh, <laughs> can you come here and take care of this? And yeah, she's hiding under the stairwell, and she'll only come out for you. Yeah, she's curled up in a dark place. Come help. So Billy is super excited about this. She she does what anyone would do when they're super excited, pours, pours herself a glass, a glass of, of milk, milk and then drives with it. <laughs> That's what I wrote. She drove with the milk? Yeah, I wrote, still got the milk? Yeah. <laughs> and she also has a case of the honkies, which is delightful because she is driving and for no reason just goes, Oh, <laughs> the milk honkies? I... When does Hal Holbrook have the second murder fantasy? Uh, I think it's a little earlier. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Just making sure. Yeah. He's, there, he's has several of them throughout this. Right. Yeah. Because there's one where he just strangles her. Yes. Yeah. Cool. So she arrives at the school. And now she wants all them dirty deeds. She's like, <coughs> did he beat her? Is she conscious? Like, and, and is really getting off on this. That like she wants this to be really bad. Yeah. And uh, he's like, could you just go over to the box and just talk to her, please? Yeah. And he is starting to like, he's starting to crack up a little bit at this point. He starts laughing. And finally, she's like, why are you laughing? And he's he's trying to cover it. He's really he's like doing everything to try to get over. He's like, well, there's a there's a funny side. Uh, the girl has crawled under the stairs and won't come out. And but you can get her out. I, I know you can. She's like, fine. Yeah. She heads over to the box. No one there. She turns around. She's like, what's the big idea? He starts trying to make some noise. Nothing. She looks at him like she like like he's crazy. And he I think he yells, Wake up. And yeah. he pushes her and <laughs> she hits him with her purse. And this is where she goes into her speech. Yeah. Oh God, I I wish I wrote it's, the speech it's down. It's a cuck parade, but it's like you you're a lamb's eyes she, shit for brains yeah. barnyard Piggy exhibit oh, yeah, you're oh, a yeah, regular you're a barnyard, barnyard exhibit. exhibit your sheep sized piggy friends chicken guts shit for brains when was the last time you got it up 
And that's where... Uh, that's where the... Uh, that's where Fluffy pops up. Yep. Pops up the Arctic Grabs movie. her. Um, I think, the, I, if I recall correctly, there was good makeup in this, too. He yeah, bites it looked her. really great, good. It looked great. great. Uh, and this was where the slash is really, really well yeah, done. Yeah, this looked great. Uh, and then uh, it drags her into the crate, eats her. He locks the crate up. Um, he cleans everything back up. There was a little bit of blood. He goes back. Um, it cuts back to the house where... Um, what was Fritz Weaver's name again? Dexter. Dexter is waking up. He confesses to him the whole story. And there's a little bit of a tense moment where his friend's like, well, how do you know I won't turn you in? They go back and forth. And then it's, why would you? It's, you know, it's the perfect crime. We're all set. Mm -hmm. So what did you do with the crate? Oh, I took it out to the quarry. Yes. And I dumped it in there. It, you know, it sunk. It's a 400 foot lake. No one will ever, you know, find this thing. Mm -hmm. And we're going to play chess. Yeah. Every week. And as it's sinking, it smashes through the crate and escapes. Awesome. Um, Let's see if I found the Billy breakdown scene. Oh, great. Oh, that was great, Henry. That was just great. You think this is a Friday night fight? Huh? Is that what you think? You want to see some real punching? Same old Henry. Afraid of your own shadow. You know what, Henry? You're a regular barnyard exhibit. (laughs) Sheep's eyes, chicken guts, piggy friends... And shit for brains. No good at departmental politics. No good at making money. No good at making an impression on anybody. And no good at all in bed. When was the last time you got it up, Henry? Huh? When was the last time you were a man in our bed? Now get out of my way, Henry, or I swear to God you'll be wearing your balls for earrings. And I swear to God if you ever touch... Oh, yeah. Nice. Jen, give us a scale. Uh, scale of one to ten glasses of milk. Oh, I'm going to have to give it a nine. This is nine. Give it eight and a half. I really, this one is probably my favorite. Really? Okay. I I really like. The it's a really good one. Yeah. I really like the pacing of this one. I'm, I'm between this one and Father's Day. Okay. Um, but I don't the next one i didn't like as much okay interesting yeah i um i i think i understand uh why the next one um <clears throat> is a bit more gross yeah well, it's 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 unsettling more than anything i didn't so the next one is they're creeping up on you mm-hmm. uh jen do you have the sweet deets for this uh, one? i do yeah uh, so they're creeping up on you. Stars E.G. Marshall as Upson Pratt, David Early as White, Mark Tierno as the voice of Carl Reynolds, and Anne Muffley was uncredited as the voice of Lenora Kastenmeyer. Ned Beatty is uncredited as the voice of Bob Bean. Here is the description. <clears throat> Upson Pratt is a cruel, ruthless businessman whose misophobia has him living in a hermetically sealed apartment controlled completely with both electric locks and surveillance cameras. During a particularly severe lightning storm, he finds himself looking out over the concrete canyons of New York City as a rolling blackout travels his way. When it hits the apartment tower, the terror begins for Mr. Pratt, who now finds himself helpless when his flat becomes overrun by hordes of cockroaches. As the situation rapidly becomes worse, he locks himself inside a panic panic room only to find the cockroaches have already infested the room as well. With no way to escape, he is swarmed upon by the roaches, which induce a fatal heart attack. The end. The end. (laughs) Um, Okay, so man lives. 
in an apartment populated by a Trumpian jerk. But there is seen by early a bunch of cockroaches that are quite aggressive but not as brightly lit. A dark side. <laughs> it's a real dark side. Yep. Um, the door from the dark side or the comic book page turns to reveal mm-hmm. E.G. Marshall in a white room with, with a black curtains in a white room <laughs> with a jukebox and, and dead roaches. Um, yeah, this one is very is strange, like just looks so odd. It's very stark. This is the 12 monkeys of the. Of the <laughs> yeah. Or Brazil or something. Right. It's. Kind of dystopian. Yes. Yeah, a little bit. Um, E.G. Marshall seems to be an incredibly wealthy businessman. Mm-hmm. We know this because uh, on the overhead, he keeps talking about how successful he's been in business. He has a um, phone call where there's a lot of business, business, business going on. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he says, I pay the money to make sure that this place is bug proof. And there's a lot of bugs. Yeah. Just killed another one with this nondescript raid can. Yeah. <laughs> we took the label off because we had to. <laughs> he is. And this is another one that is tough because it's he's he's going alone. He's solo. Yeah. Yeah. The, once in a while, he talks to uh, to someone on the phone. Um, and I think that he talks to someone through uh, a TV at one point. Yes. The, uh, the he, guy who comes to the front door. Mm-hmm. Right. During the business, 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 we find out that um, one of his partners named Kasten Meyer is dead. Yes. Because of his of E.G. Marshall's direct actions. Mm-hmm. He didn't kill him, but the business moves that he made made him have a full-blown heart attack. Yes. Well, no, he killed, he killed himself. himself. Oh, he killed himself. Yes. Cool. She heard the shot. Yes. E.G. Marshall is totally nonplussed by this. Yeah, he t- he's talking to the wife, and the wife is talking about how he, how, uh, he killed him. You're a monster. Yeah. She also says one of my favorite threats of all time which is i hope you kick cancer in the worst way (laughs) (laughs) so easy eg marshall is trying this was the thing that kind of threw me off is i didn't i guess he was kind of a howard hughes-esque character Mm -hmm. and but i wasn't rooted on him i didn't know who this guy was too well yeah. Other I mean, than we, we yeah, know this was just a gross out one. Yeah, we we know that he's a germaphobe. Right. Uh, we know that he doesn't like bugs because bugs bring in germs. We know he's rich. We know that he likes to keep a super neat house. Aside for well, and that he's a completely unethical person. Mm-hmm. Aside from that, we don't really well, and he's got a crazy haircut. Got he, yes, I wrote down his hair is insane. I wrote that he looks like the once infuser Shemp. <laughs> Something that we do find out about E.G. Marshall's character, which is his name George? Or what is his character? No, Upson Pratt. Upson Pratt. Okay, so it was yeah, George. George was George Kastenmeyer was yes. the guy who killed himself. Yes. Well, no. No, George was the person who was supposed to be the super, I think. He would he kept calling George. George mm. was on vacation, and he kept calling George, telling him that there were bugs in his room. And I thought I told you, mm. you know, that that's when he started talking about how he was paying for a bug proof hotel, right. you know, uh, not hotel apartment. Uh, apartment. And he was on vacation at Disney World, and he said that if he didn't call, uh, do you like your job? Yeah, because if you don't call an exterminator in the next half an hour. Or if it doesn't show up in the next half an hour, you'll be looking for a new job when you come home from vacation. Yeah. So we're seeing more and more bugs at this point. Bugs in the jukebox. Bugs in the food processor. He's eating cereal and there are... You mean roach meal? Yes. (laughs) Uh, I also wrote, roach no! Yes. (laughs) Um, Now... Oh, and I did write down feels like Brazil. Yeah. There is a moment where um, 
his character, E.G. Marshall's character, is just staring out the window listening to ragtime. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this guy's insane. For sure. And uh, while he he's on the phone again with George, and he actually says the titular line, they creep up on you. Yes. And George goes... Um, that you'll have the exterminators here at 1130. Mm-hmm. And, but this is also a dystopian nightmare because he's looking through the eyepiece on the door mm-hmm. and he looks distorted like well, a magnifying his voice, glass. His voice is distorted too. His, it, like through a magnifying glass. Mm-hmm. It's a mess. He's like, all right, fine. 1130, we'll have the exterminators here. I want to, I, I also want to point out, he calls the, uh, the exterminator, who's a black gentleman, boy. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just they they pile it just, on. Yeah, they just keep making him worse and worse. Yeah. So well, now this rolling blackout starts. Yes. Did you write it down? Uh, what he says. I can't remember. No, I didn't. E.G. Marshall utters, "Another son of a bitch in blackout." Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and with that, I think we go to a commercial. All right. We'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. Into pieces. <laughs> this is my last resort. <laughs> Suffocation. No breathing. Don't give a fuck if I cut my Hey, this is Matt from Transmissions from the Dark Side. And if you love new metal like I don't, then you're going to love Roach Coach. Roach Coach on Gabber Media. Go to roachcoach.com and listen to us review Papa Roach, Corn, Limp Bizkits, and a hundred other bands. <laughs> this was super popular in 1999. Yeah. It, it was. It was very popular. We're back. We're back. Um, This next part is fucking Roach City, USA. Yeah. There's not everybody's ripping now. Everybody's coming now. Whoa, look at those roaches. Uh, that surfboard. Whoa. <laughs> They're like, not... we're in a pyramid, man. <laughs> look, Kelly Slater's on the surfboard, but he's got some friends. Oh, look out. It's uh, it's like the video from the, the vacation, ladies. What are these? <laughs> The Go Go's. I could not remember the Go Go's when they're all. <laughs> all right. Welcome back to WBEC, <laughs> today's greatest hits. And here comes one from the Vacation Ladies. <laughs> vacation <laughs> is where I'm going. Kelly Slater on a surfboard with roaches. <laughs> no, this isn't Joe's apartment. Da 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 da. Oh. Dancing together, mind of all roaches. All right, there's roaches everywhere. I mean, this is kind of like, it's all action. It's like, where aren't the roaches? <laughs> Tell me. There are bugs in the sink, the lights, the floor. Yeah, they and they they start to really. <laughs> I don't want to say lay on the roaches, but they really start to lay on the roaches. Where like they start coming from under, like they start coming from the the actual spigot of the mm-hmm. sink. They start like. Anywhere you can possibly think of a roach coming out of, it comes out of there. Uh, in this episode, um, in the sort of the background of this, Ray Mendez, an entomologist with the American Museum of Natural History, and David Brody provided 20,000 cockroaches for the episode They're Creeping Up on You. In the final scene of the segment, in which the room is almost filled with cockroaches, many of the apparent insects were actually nuts and raisins, as specified by Tom Savini. Why nuts and raisins? Because they, they look, look because like they look like roaches. roaches. Um, so here's here's a funny thing about that. I I can't remember if I brought this up or not, mm. but those roaches were actually the most expensive part of the movie. Really? Yes, because each one of those roaches was like, God, ten cents or something. Oh sure. So that, or I think they were actually more than that. Uh, I think they might have been like twenty five cents. But when you've got twenty thousand yeah. cockroaches, that's it's gonna add up. Yeah. Um, so they actually ended up being um, the single largest source of um, cost on the movie. I don't know that I could film a scene with 20,000 roaches. I, I, oof, no thanks. 
there was this place in uh, Detroit called Seventh Heaven, um, which was r- when the Second City Detroit was down there, mm-hmm. and it was above um, the bar, mm-hmm. the um, Hockey Town, not Hockey Town, the uh, the bar that was down the street, Town Pump. Yeah, I was oh, going to okay. say Town Pump. It was uh, in the building, same building that Town Pump was in, and that was the first time I had been in a place that had roaches. I've never really seen like a, oh, go ahead, but you finish this. And and I was like, I wanted to leave as quick as possible. Yeah. Because like roaches can infest things, lay eggs quickly. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, I don't want my coat. I don't want a roach coat. I don't want a roach coat. Yeah. I, uh, I can remember one time I was getting dinner for a girlfriend that was working in Birmingham at the time. And I went to a Thai restaurant that was in downtown Birmingham. Um, there's more than one. So I'm, is it still I'm there? Not, uh, I don't, I don't remember the last time I was there. Um, I couldn't remember if they had moved or not. Okay. Um, I walked in. Well, nobody cares. If I know. I just. <laughs> so I. This I, isn't I, a Thai food review. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> no, well, if it's Thai Thai, I get food there all the time. So. Okay. So I walked in and I was going to order the food and I looked on the wall and there was just a roach hanging out. And like I looked and I started laughing and I was I just go. Nope. And I walked out. Oh, God. Well, have you seen, uh, we'll probably cut some of this, but yeah. did you see that video from uh, Lafayette, Coney Island? No. It's the cashiers like standing there and a roach is like running across the counter and he just kills him with, <laughs> with the stack of money he's counting. <laughs> like, that's how often fucking roaches yeah. are in that building. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so coming back from Cincy, mm-hmm. Bob and I stopped off in Monroe, Michigan for, um, and there was a McDonald's sign. We had to pee and whatever else. Uh, so we pull up and first there's like a very sketchy meth looking dude, just, uh, you know, very strung out looking man. Um, just kind of sort of wandering the parking lot who takes a big interest in our car um, and then ends up following us inside. And so Bob orders his food. And as Bob's ordering his food, I look up at the light above the, the cashier and um there are I honestly I swear to God I lost count at twenty flies, like active flying around. Um, I stopped. There were bare minimum three dozen flies up there, and she said, "And what do you want?" And I said, "Uh, I'm still thinking he can go." So then the the meth head dude behind me just was like, "I just want a cup of water. How does water work?" Is what he asked. Um, but meanwhile, I pointed this out to Bob. And Bob was Bob just asked for his money back, which thankfully he did. So they canceled the order. And then I was like, well, I still need to pee. So I'll just go like squat over a hole in the bathroom. <laughs> I can do that. Um, and then I opened the door to the bathroom and there was a handicap stall like right across from me. And in the handicap stall, I could just see three pairs of adult feet. <laughs> so I just shut the door and walked out. <laughs> Like, you know what? I'm going to hold it for another hour. That's fine. I think there's a McDonald's another three stops away. Yeah, exactly. There was, yeah, and the only other stuff on that exit was, and I know we're going to cut this, but um, there was a, like, a burned out Burger King. (laughs) Like, the shell of a Burger King, you could see the sign. And then there was, it was like... This town's gone to shit since the factory closed. <laughs> Monroe's finest hot dog factory or something was the name of like a fast food place. Oh, I thought that's where they made those Hormel hot dogs oh, that burst into be. chili. Yeah. Frankenstuffs? Oh, God. <laughs> yes, Let, Frankenstuff. Let's land this one. Yeah, okay. We're almost done. Yep. Finally, he gets into the room. And hermetically sealed. That's hermetically sealed. And he sees the bed. And he's like, this bed is pristine, white, clean, Mm -hmm. and now moving. He peels the sheet back. And it is swarming. Oh, it's Roach City. Yeah. 
again, I would not do well as the actor in this. No. No. I have a hard time watching this. Mm-hmm. Not and it I was okay watching it, but I was just like it's too much. It's too much. Well, I didn't know what it was for. Yeah, yeah. Uh so so uh there are roaches everywhere. He freaks out. Um cuts to later when the exterminator <clears throat> caretaker dude comes in and he goes in to uh, see him in the safe room and at this point you see his body and then roaches just straight jiffy pop out of him yeah <laughs> yeah yeah great he's, effect he's, yeah. he's sitting there and you can see his body start to shake a little bit and mm-hmm. then they really do erupt out of him yeah um and then they fill the i mean not all the way to the top but probably like a third to a half of the mm-hmm. way with roaches. It's a lot of roaches. It's a lot of roaches. And nuts and raisins. <laughs> Probably more nuts and raisins than roaches. Yeah, I would hope. Does he say Mr. Pratt, Bugs Got Your Tongue? Uh, I think he does. Okay. The Yeah, the, the guy at the front door. Mm-hmm. So, and then it seems like everything disappears and he's just dead. Yeah, so I guess I don't get the... No, 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 no. No, when, when they burst out, um, that is the shot they end on. Okay. Okay, good. Because the the po- he had called the police during the blackout, and the police got stuck in the elevator. Um, the exterminator, I think, got cut, and he was making a phone call from the hermetically sealed room, mm-hmm. and that's when the bugs started, oh, God, they started to crawl on his face and stuff. Um, and that's when the guy asked him if the bugs got his tongue. All right. There just was other than like gross out. There wasn't much to it. I, it was I a would, pretty simple story, but it's also a story that I would have expected to be in Vault of Horror or yeah, yeah. or something like that. Uh, Jen, give us a scale for this one. Uh, how many roaches would you give this episode? Eh, six. I'd give it six. I'd give it six. The devil's number. <laughs> All right. Uh, and with that, we come to the end the of Creep epilogue. Show. We get the epilogue. Yes. At the beginning, we saw the Creep Show magazine get tossed into mm-hmm. the garbage. The garbage. Uh, little Joe King um, upset and cursing, <laughs> wishing death on his father. Yes. Um, now we see the uh, the trash men uh, taking the. Uh, taking I believe Creep Tom Show Savini was one of them. Yes, Tom Savini and uh, uh, another gentleman. And they're talking like, hey, look at this. It's a creep show, the book. Yeah. Oh, these are great. And then, you know, what they do, they sell all those things in the back of them. Like x-ray specs yeah, and voodoo dolls. Yeah. Hey, it looks like somebody ordered Already the... sent in for the voodoo doll. Huh. Uh, and now you see uh, the father is uh, in the kitchen. He's feeling crappy. He's got a stiff neck. Mom says, poor old bear. She calls him <laughs> old bear. Uh, and, and then the dad really starts to freak out, and it cuts to Billy stabbing the doll in the neck mm-hmm. with, I think it was a pin or yeah. something. Yep. Saying, teach you to throw away my comics. Like, this kid is intense. <laughs> a little too much. Yeah. And that's Creep Show. Yay! Yeah, it cut to the creep, uh, the animation cut. Yes. Creep, and then uh, credits. Great. Great, great, great movie. Great movie. How successful was this movie? Uh, it was actually quite successful financially. I think it made back at least four or five times the um, the budget, the original budget. It was it was successful enough where they made uh, where they almost immediately greenlit the uh, the sequel. The sequel, mm-hmm. and then George Romero really didn't have a whole lot to do with it. I think Michael Gornick did, or no, I don't even think Michael Gornick did Creep Show Two. We'll find that out. When we watch Creep Show on the too. next episode, um, uh, uh, here's some trivia for um, while he was all business in his scenes, Leslie Nielsen had a fart machine in his pocket during the shooting. He would let it go off during rehearsals, and just before director George A. Romero would call action, just before uh, George A. Romero would call action, causing Ted Danson and the crew to crack up with laughter. That's amazing. Um, okay, Jen. Give us a scale for the whole movie. Oh, for the whole movie? Uh, how many uh, comic books would you give this movie? For me, it's nine. Yeah, it's a solid nine. Yeah, me. I would say a solid nine, too. Um, super happy that we watched this. 
uh, I said in the first episode, I'll say it again, it is so clear why they were like, we could make this a television show. Mm -hmm. With the success of The Twilight Zone and the interest that people had in Creepshow to see it, it is like, yeah, of course we could bring this to television. I I believe this movie was actually number one when it debuted. Like it was, it it was a pretty successful movie. It even got decent reviews. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a shame that one of the one of the larger studios didn't see the potential to actually giving this uh, a budget, maybe not in the amazing stories mm-hmm. level, but something close to it. Because I think that they really could have done a lot with more budget. All right. Um, that is Creep Show. Next week we are doing Creep Show Two. Well, we'll begin that. Uh, I for I, I'm scrolling through some other uh, fun facts, and uh, uh, we forgot to mention the music playing on Ups and Pratt's jukebox at the beginning of their creeping up on you is the same instrumental that plays over the end credits of The Evil Dead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. (laughs) (laughs) You can get in contact with us at T from the Dark Side on Facebook and Instagram, TFTDS Pod on Twitter. And that is our email as well, tftdspod at gmail.com. If that's how you like to communicate with us there, we're also tftdspod.com if you want to get directly to our website. Um, Until next time, have I forgotten something? Try to enjoy enjoy the the daylight. daylight. Try to enjoy the daylight. Bye. Bye. Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by Jen Hanson, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Belly and Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at Try to enjoy the daylight.